One good thing that happened to me during the pandemic was to consider restarting my podcast, which I stopped after five episodes in 2016. Stuck at home with time on my hand, I wanted to put the microphone I bought for a better Zoom meeting experience to more use. I tried recording the podcast via Zoom, but it wasn't good. The sound quality was less than ideal, and any intermittent connection issues made it worse. Fortunately, I found Zencaster, a dedicated platform for virtual audio and video podcast recording. It provides crystal clear sounds, which is recorded locally before being pushed to the cloud. This way, you don't have to worry about any inherent connection issues that may disrupt your audio quality. And if you wish to do video, it allows you to record in gorgeous 1080p HD. The best tool is useless if it is too complicated. Zencaster resides on the web and there is nothing to download. If you know how to use the browser, you would know how to use Zencaster. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. If you go to zen.ai slash agenttan and enter the promo code agenttan, you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's zen.ai slash agenttan. It's time to share your story. From Facebook to LinkedIn to web chat to email, there are so many channels that any businesses have to be familiar just to keep up. Of course, you can force everyone to just give you a call, but unless you're a monopoly in your space, that is not going to be helpful for your business. You need a unified communication solution, and that is what our guest today, Lindsey Brown, will be talking about. He's the VP and General Manager Asia-Pacific for GoTo and leads the strategy and performance and ongoing evolution of the regional business. GoTo is the only all-in-one solution for business communication and IT support. Lindsay is based in Sydney, Australia. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, Adrian. Now, obviously, over the past two years, businesses in Singapore, as well as Southeast Asia, has been forced to conduct their businesses remotely, and that requires people to work in a very flexible manner, as well as to communicate virtually. Many of them manage to, well, in a way, piece things together using WhatsApp, whatever consumer free tools that they have, uh, why would they need to look into something that is more at a commercial unified form of communication? It's a really important question because things have changed, as you mentioned, quite a bit over the past couple of years. And what's important, I think, to understand is for both employees and for customers, our preferences in terms of how we communicate has changed enormously, given we've gone through the pandemic, given We've had to go ahead and in many respects, we had to figure out how we were going to communicate really quickly because whether it was in Singapore, Australia, or India, we all went into lockdown and so there was a mad rush in terms of figuring things out. But one thing that was pretty constant is that we all had to really work quickly as employees, as customers to go ahead and be able to communicate and a lot of that was done online. And so when I say the word unified communications, A lot of the time it boils down to preference. So if you think about one thing that's really, I think, evolved over the past couple of years is that because we, and when I say yeah, we are really just as much employees as customers, we want to engage with each other and we want to engage with brands online and we want to do that in our own way. And so that could be anything from, like you mentioned, WhatsApp, for instance. That's an example of many different types of messaging types of products which are out there could be as simple as a sms on your phone or otherwise using your mobile so just traditional telephone or we have customers for instance that want to be able to engage through socials so facebook instagram or otherwise just jump on the website 
And so we've seen quite a bit in terms of our interaction with our customers in terms of customer preference change in terms of how they want to communicate with companies they work with and brands and they've got different expectations as well. And that's that consumer experience, if you like, has also now spilled over into employee experience as well. And I think whatever sort of that communication channel is, it tends to be more conversational, tends to be more informal, but it's certainly become more of an expectation, I think, between employees and customers and how they communicate. And so when I use the word unified, I use that because what GoTo is a means by which you can unify that communications into an all-in-one package. So it simplifies how employees can engage across those channels. And importantly as well, when you talk about customers, if I send you a message, for instance, one day, and it might be on Facebook, I certainly want you to remember me tomorrow. If I send you another message, perhaps if I call by phone or otherwise I send an inquiry to you as a small business via a website, all right? And so I want those communication channels to be, I guess, continuous and unified and cohesive. And so I'm remembered as a customer or someone engaging with the business. And that's certainly something that GoTo does as well as it brings those and unifies those channels together and tries to make the experience a little bit more simplified, but at the same time tries to cater for that customer experience as well. With all these multiple touch points, which inevitably every company have to pursue, Facebook, LinkedIn, WhatsApp, sometimes another chat agent on a website, it's going to be quite disparate because they're just all over the place. And for any users or any managers in a company, you have to be in touch with all these different contact points without forcing your customer or your prospect to funnel through one specific channel, which may be too cumbersome for them. You could easily do it, but if your competition is not, that's going to be a huge problem when it comes to customer expectation. What was the kind of issues or challenges or kind of problems that company will be settled with if they insist on that one single means of communication to me just to make my life easier? I think you almost captured it as you spoke through the questions. Like you might have one person looking after a particular channel, whether that's your socials and perhaps someone else that looks after the email channel. A lot of small companies have a reception or they may have a few designated folks out of their sales or customer service that might then service the telephone as well. But I think what you're forgoing there is that if it's difficult to see across these different channels, it's obviously quite difficult then to be able to have a continuity of a conversation with a particular customer or even if you're working with employees in that sense as well. And so I think that impacts what might be the brand experience or the customer experience. And, and as we know, if that is the case, if it's difficult for someone to engage with a small business, there's plenty of competition when it comes to small business, I'm sure, in Singapore as much as there is anywhere else in Asia Pacific. And so customers will find another way, I think. And so I think ultimately what you're probably going to forgo as a small company is the opportunity to engage with that customer. And that could be someone that you unfortunately lose to someone else, or it may be a or customer experience or what have you, and that may have impact on your small business or your brand within the market. So I think there's a few things. could be a lost opportunity around sales, or otherwise it might have impact in terms of your reputation in the market too. So it could be some few things here to consider, I think. 
I think the prospect of losing sales definitely would already motivate many business owners as well as managers to start taking some actions. But within the Singapore setting, especially which I'm most familiar with, I honestly still see many companies tend to struggle a fair bit in trying to put together this unified communication or unified channel strategy. Are there some common uh, issues, common problems, or perhaps common myth that people are still pondering over and that is somehow impeding them to take the next course of action to approach something more unified? I'll reflect on my own personal situation and then the experience we've had with customers as well. So to reflect a little bit with you, GoTo is a large company, as I mentioned, about 4,500 employees globally. And for a large company of that size, we're blessed with a wonderful IT department. There's hundreds of employees that are in our IT department and they can help us troubleshoot things and make sure that we're getting our jobs done and there's no issues in terms of what might be wrong with anything that's related to technology. And so it's quite easy from a large company perspective to make sure that everything's up and running smoothly, including any engagement with a customer or collaboration across employees, what, what have you. I think the struggle for small business, and you could almost, I think, put aside what we've experienced over the past couple of years. It certainly has accelerated things, but for a small company, I'm also a small business owner. And when it comes to being a small business owner, I run that business with my wife, so it's a family business. We've got 20 employees, and so that's quite a bit of difference. 20 employee organization as compared to a three or four thousand sized organization i'm focused on making sure that i can meet payroll for my employees that i can pay the bills and keep the lights on that i've got a website that's up and running and that i can make sure that i can receive phone calls service any inquiry make sure that the business is up and running so really what i'm saying is as a small business owner i'm more focused on the business of running my business and so i think a big struggle for small business owners is one probably just taking the time I know certainly from the perspective of my wife, she's a domain expertise in the work that she does in working for healthcare, and it's got nothing to do with IT. I'm a business manager working for GoTo. I know a little bit about IT, but I'm not going to really be the guy that's going to set it up. And so the struggle, I think, for many businesses was as we went through the past couple of years of having to navigate remote work and then come back into the hybrid environment where we are now is that... We're trying to navigate probably, you could think of not just one or two office spaces, which a small business may have had in the past, but now if people are working from home, let's say you've got 20 employees as a small business owner, that might be now 20 small offices that you as a small business owner or manager now have to think about managing. And so the complexity has just increased significantly, exponentially. And so that is a struggle. I think. And you've got people, business owners that are they're in the domain expertise of doing their business. They've got this extra complexity now of having to manage these small offices to make sure that their business is running. And when we went through this mad rush of having to figure out how to flexibly work, a lot of employees would have brought along their own tools and their own devices because that's what they do. There probably would have been not terribly much control or governance over what was happening there. And again, that's really hard to figure out as a small business owner. Um, equally on the flip side, what we saw a lot of customers do is go out in a big rush and 
buy a whole lot of software. And so it's quite common, and I talk to many IT professionals or otherwise small business owners that said that they've got an instance of Teams or they've got an instance of Zoom or they've got an instance of GoToMeeting or they've got an instance of WebEx or they've got all of them because everyone has their own preference. And I think that's the struggle as well. There's so much choice. What do you do? All right. And so where GoTo comes in and tries to help solve for some of these issues is that we're an all-in-one solution. And so we try and unify those communication channels. So you've got those essential digital connections in the first place. So you've got a, then a single sort of solution you can work with. And it's an all-in-one solution for those business communications and then also for IT management and support, which is the flip side thing as, as well. Is as a small business owner, you can't travel out to your 20 employees and make sure that they're running. What if they've got a problem with their printer? All right. You can't travel out there and get that fixed for them. And so the idea of being able to remotely support them as well, we think is key. And so we're quite unique in that respect in that we can help with the business communication side by having a consolidated product. So it really eases things for IT and small business owners because of that complexity that's been increased. But then also we can make sure that the business can continue to run as well by offering that flexibility of remote support and access. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Special thanks to Zencaster for sponsoring today's episode. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. I'm obsessed with quality and Zencaster delivers crystal clear audio and stunning HD video. Not to mention that it's easy to use even for my less tech-savvy guests. There's nothing to download. They simply click on the link and begin recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience as simple as possible. You don't have to leave your browser to finish the episode because the tool includes everything from local recording to automatic post-production. Take the next step in your podcasting journey. Go to zen.ai slash adriantan and enter the promo code adriantan and you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's zen.ai slash adriantan and remember to enter in the promo code adriantan at checkout. It's time to share your story. I do know people with companies that, just like what you said, have subscription for GoToMeetings, WebEx. The works essentially, but at the end of the day, people are using Google Meet to do their meetings instead because of the ease of usage. It's quite an interesting situation that we have right now. And to what you mentioned earlier on, I really the fact that you pointed out, there are obviously very clear differences between the kind of the headspace of a small business owners versus business managers of a larger corporation or organization. Do you see a specific trigger point where a company at this at a specific stage should really thoroughly consider and think about unified communication? It's an interesting one, right? Because when we're talking to our customers at the moment, we're saying to them, even if they've got as little as three to five employees, we're saying that we're saying to them you should consider contact center. And sometimes they say, one, what is contact center? Because they mightn't understand that as a small business. And two, for the ones that might know what contact center is, they say, that's for big businesses. We don't need that. All right. But then when we start explaining to them, how do you make sure that you can respond to your customers on the telephone, receive inquiry on the web or receive inquiry via your socials, such as Facebook and Instagram, as we spoke on before or messaging, that's a customer making contact with you. And all we're doing here is offering the capability by which you can have someone or a customer engage with your brand 
and have that assigned to a set number of employees so they can go ahead and make sure that nothing's missed. All right. So in the sense, rather than thinking about a trigger point, we think of it in the sense of leveling the playing field. Because for so long, even we've tried to be at one stage, everything to everyone, sell to big and small, uh, big and small businesses. And we've found that when you try to be everything to everyone, it's really hard to cater for the specific needs of a particular segment in market. And we found over time that small business is underserved. So they don't necessarily understand the benefit of having something like contact centre, which really what it boils down to in simple business terms is saying to a business owner, we can just make sure that you're not going to miss any sort of interaction with your customers based on their preferences and how they want to engage with you. And if that's something that you're looking for, then that's where we can help. All right. So rather than thinking about a trigger point, we start to think about just how can you make sure that you can be responsive to your customers and make sure that you're not going to miss that engagement, that digital engagement, whatever it might be. And so we, we start to talk in terms of essential digital connections as being important for small business because it levels the playing field for them in terms of how they may be able to position their brand up with and against larger business. So we see it as providing access to enterprise software at an affordable rate for small businesses. It also seems to me that it might be more obvious and apparent for B2C companies to look into something like this, given that they have to cater to the whims and fancies of every consumer. Some of them prefer to communicate through Instagram, through LinkedIn, etc. Would this actually be something relevant for B2B enterprises? When we look at our customers, I'd probably say in our customer base that retail is featured, but it's probably not as prominent as some other industries that we have. Small business is quite horizontal in nature, but if we look at some of the areas where we've had success, we've had really good success into health, doctor clinics, for instance, or dental clinics, for instance, into small law practices as well. We've had some good success into education, educational institutions as well. Generally, where we've found our sweet spot is where there's this interplay between both employees and customers that want to engage digitally. So let me give you an example because I think that might help bring things to life, for instance. So I mentioned my small business that I work with my wife. She's got 20 practitioners that work in the area of health. Now, what we've done is that we don't actually have any flexible working arrangements. All our employees come into our various offices that we have, but we still have a need for flexible software that allows for flexible engagement. And so what I mean by that is what we've found over the past few years, and I spoke about this before, is that our client preferences have changed. So we've seen a marked increase in the number of the customers that we service, but we've also seen a difference in preference in the way that these customers want to engage with us. So we probably see about half of our customers face-to-face where they come into the clinic or the clinics for a consultation. And the other half is where we've seen customer growth that's actually allowed us to engage with our customer base on more of a national basis. Now, so it's expanded our footprint and actually challenged our business model and practitioners are engaging with them online. And so they're using something like GoToMeeting, for instance, to be able to have those confidential type of conversations that they need when you're having a clinical consultation, you're talking about health, but that's important, right? And that's in a B2B setting in the sense that it needs to be safe. 
It needs to be secure. And these are a couple of really key requirements that are probably, yeah, they're important to consumer when it means being secure and having secure engagement and so on. But making sure that as a small business owner, you're adopting something which you know is certified, secure, is compliant. Like we know these ideas of privacy and so on. I've spoken to quite a number of Singaporean-based companies now that are really thinking about how they need to address their cybersecurity posture. So what I mean by that is protect themselves from hackers and make sure they're more secure. So this idea of having more secure communications and being able to support your employees in a secure environment when they're working remotely as well is becoming increasingly important. And so that for me and what we've seen based on our experience working with our customers is that spans both B2C and also B2B. Would the application of unified communications differ for a company with primarily employees working in an office versus a distributed workforce? And what are some of the key differences as well as some of the things that one may have to look out for under these two differing situations? Yeah, it's an interesting mix. And I think it just, it comes down to how your employees want to engage. I think first and foremost, Adrian, is you can't replace face-to-face, can you? You need that face-to-face interaction. And I think that's one of the benefits of having an office environment and making sure that employees have that opportunity to come together. As I mentioned, when I first introduced GoTo and who we are as a company, so we have offices globally but we're office-less in our Asia-Pacific market. So we've got employees here based in Sydney, Brisbane in Queensland, and also in Melbourne, Victoria. We have employees that are based out of Singapore directly, partners in Malaysia, Philippines, and then also we have employees that are based out of India, some in the office, some working from home. And so what we try to do is make sure that we've got a good hybrid means by which people can communicate, all right? And so what I mean by that is that even though we might be officeless here within region, for instance, we still make sure that employees have the opportunity to catch up face-to-face. And so we might use an occasional office space where we can get together and meet face to have those important face-to-face meetings so we're not forgoing that important interaction because sometimes it's just the case that you need to get face-to-face, belly-to-belly, You need to flesh things out on a whiteboard to make sure that you can solve a problem. And that should be the preferred way of doing things. But then at other times, based on whether it's an employee preference or a customer preference, you may just want to be able to message each other really quickly because it's just something to check in on. And so even within the office environment, just sending someone a message so you're not interrupting their flow is super important as well. So I I definitely don't think there's a one size that fits all or there's an either or proposition. There's always, it's never black or white, it's just something always in between. And that's what we try to make sure we cater for. When you say unified communications, it's bringing things together to keep it simplified so it can be administered easily, all right? But it's offering that flexibility of preference based on the context of the communication, which I think is important as well. And when I say the context of the communication, I think it's just where people are located in terms of how they might be meeting. Could be some in the office, could be some joining that meeting remotely or whatever it might be. But offering that flexibility and that range within unified comms is, I think, the important piece there. And given that we are right now in a situation where things are going up, 
And when I'm saying going up, I'm talking about the, the cost structure going up. And there's a lot of talks yes. about the recession is finally coming. The sky is falling. We seem to be heading towards an economical winter. With that in mind and with that potential happening, why should companies still even consider looking into something like this? I think there's a few points we can make there. So I agree. We, it's really uncertain what's going to happen over the next few months. I know that the inflation rate's at an all-time high across many of the major economies in Southeast Asia. And that's probably not going to change anytime soon. We've got an energy crisis out of EMEA. We know that in the US, there's plenty happening there in terms of what's going on when it comes to inflation, but then also the rate of jobs and so on. And there's a lot of uncertainty and that puts a lot of pressure on small business in terms of how they need to think about managing their people, but then also their their assets and resources in general. All right. And we did speak about this in terms of thinking about how you might consolidate the tools that you have. So rather than having multiple meeting tools, think about how you might consolidate that down to a single solution and save money on the IT budget. Super important. If I look at the top three costs of a small business, from what I know and understand as a small business owner, generally software is up there in that top three, right? It's typically people number one, facilities if you've still got an office space tends to be number two and then somewhere on that three or four is usually the different amount of tools that you've got lying around being utilized or unutilized because there's just been this big rush to go ahead and invest in flexible working tools and so it's quite costly to a business so going ahead and i think just understanding what things look like on the p l might be motivation enough for a small business to consider if i need to save some dollars to make sure that i'm resilient then that's probably important given the economic uncertainty. I think secondly as well is that flexible working in the way we are now has offered, offers a lot of opportunity for small business. One, it's really allowed us to think about how we need to make sure that we retain our employees as small business owners. That's super important. You've probably spoken about this a lot with your listeners in that many employees now are demanding that they have a flex working arrangement. About seven out of 10, from what we understand, based out of the research there in Singapore, employees are saying, if we don't have a flexible working arrangement with our employer, we're probably going to look for something else. So development, but ultimately retention of your employees is huge to make sure that you can your key talent working with you. And so employees want that flexibility and so they're going to be demanding to make sure that they've got the right tools to be able to get the job done and they can get that done without too much of a hassle so i think that's an important consideration as well for a small business and then the last one is i spoke of opportunity and i think this is interesting and i spoke on this before is that if you're opening up new communication channels with customers based on their preferences and how they might be communicating with your small business I think that's also allowing you to challenge your business models as a small business owner as well. What opportunities might arise now if you can also engage flexibly with your customer base remotely just as much as you can face-to-face? All right, I've certainly seen the benefit of that based on the experience I've had with our customers and then also what I've seen through the small business that I own and operate. And that's been amazing to see our customer base probably increased by three or four fold. And in many respects, we haven't seen them face to face. We've engaged with them remotely, but that was being based on their preference to want to do that. And we've retained our face to face customers. And we've seen that in, in our, a lot of our customers that we've brought on board recently in that 
They've wanted to have a means by which they can modernize their communications through these different channels, engage with their customers based on these preferences and have a means by which they can start growing their business. Because recession can just as much be an opportunity to grow your business as it can be in any other time. And I think it's the ones which are creative and the ones that innovate are ultimately the ones that you know will thrive and survive. And I really think it's on the business owners to think about how they might embrace these flex working opportunities just based on those different aspects that I spoke on. I think regardless of the situation, controlling the narrative is very important. Whether you are a big company or small, medium enterprises, putting the word out there and communicating and engaging with your customers and prospects is really the key to drive that competitive advantage that you have over the rest of your industry. And with that, thank you so much for sharing with us more about unified communication, the importance of it, and how companies should approach them uniquely and differently. Thank you so much for your time, Lindsay, in this conversation today. Pleasure. Thank you, Adrian. Special shout out to today's sponsor, Zencaster. It may not be obvious, but every podcast episode usually comes with post-production. The ding, swoosh, fit in and outs are usually painstakingly added in by a professional sound engineer. The sound also requires normalization and noise reduction to provide listeners with the best listening experience. Before you grunt at spending money on sound engineering, you'll be pleased to know that all this can easily and quickly be done on Zencaster. It comes with a soundboard for live editing, so you can insert any audio clips live as you record. You can also add intro, add, and other audio on the fly. And with its automatic post-production feature, you can be assured of studio-quality sound with loudness normalization, noise, and hum reduction that makes your podcast sound like it was recorded in a studio. One transcript for your listeners, Zencaster's transcriptions are produced by their language modeling AI and proprietary machine learning tools that are on par with leaders such as Google Descript and Author.ai. To enjoy all this, simply sign up for Zencaster by going to zen.ai slash adriantan and enter the promo code adriantan and you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's zen.ai slash adriantan and remember to enter in the promo code adriantan. It's time to share your story. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this episode and podcast out to more people who may find it useful. I'll see you in the next episode of The Agent Han Show.